0: Welcome to The Sage and the Song, an archetypal exploration on life, love, and leadership. I'm Britta Greenviolet, singer, songwriter, creativity mentor, and conscious leadership coach. The stories we tell about our lives shape our lives, and I'm here in service of rewriting the script, crafting a new narrative where it's needed, and liberating your mind, body, heart, and voice to express the fullness of your unique medicine. Hey, my friends. Welcome to the Sage in the Song. So good to be with you. Thank you for saying yes to the nudge of listening to this episode and I am Britta Green Violet, and I'm really excited to chat with you today about a conundrum that I see in myself and I see in pretty much everyone around me. So this conundrum occurs for creatives, for creators, for creatrixes, it occurs for artists, it occurs for entrepreneurs, it occurs for anyone who is able to actually tap in to the magic that is the muse. So, we all have this potential and if we are tapped in to the flow of creativity in our lives, then chances are pretty high that you are struggling with this conundrum. And this is the conundrum of too many good ideas. (laughs) And I think it's one that causes some unnecessary confusion and angst and tension for us. So let's get into this conundrum. The reality is that there will never be a shortage of good ideas. And... I'm going to go ahead and go out on a limb and guess that if you are listening to this episode, you're feeling me. You're saying, oh yeah, 100%, there is no shortage of brilliant ideas dropping into my psyche. Every single day, I have good ideas, right? And you've got a backlog of brilliant, life-changing, world-shifting, million-dollar ideas. I'm sure of it, right? In your journals, in your Google Docs, in your Evernote in, you know, your phone, wherever you keep your random scribbles and your magnificent ideas that come through, you've got lots of them, right? And the question isn't how to fit them all in. That is not the question. And the more and more I get clear on that, that the question isn't how do I fit it all in? How do I do it all? Really, the invitation is to surrender and drop into the truth that I can do anything, but I can't do everything. So how will I decide, how will I use my wise discernment to use the time I have in this body, in this lifetime, my precious life force energy, To only partner with the ideas that truly light me up, that feel like 100% wholehearted, full body fuck yes, right? This is is where we're going today. (laughs) I have uh, heard this phrase many times, if it's not a fuck yes, it's a no. Right, And often, I think we really struggle with that. It, it's cheeky, of course, and it feels good. It makes me smile to say it. And yet, what would it actually be like to live my life in that way? And also, how do I honor that even the ideas that are full-bodied yeses, wholehearted yeses, will inevitably have components to them that are challenging for me. They will have components to them that will push me and feel very crunchy and maybe I will need to outsource or delegate or hire or let them go because while the whole idea felt really good, there's something about it that doesn't feel good, right? So how do we maneuver those complexities? So before we dive in today to five questions that will hopefully help you navigate this realm of what I call muse management. This is the conundrum, muse management. How do we manage the muse? And I've got five questions to help you actually decide where your yeses lie and where your noes lie. And before we dig in to these five questions, I want to read you an excerpt from The Gene Keys by Richard Rudd. And if you're not familiar, The Gene Keys are based on the ancient wisdom divination system of the I Ching, amongst other um, threads of ancient wisdom and contemporary wisdom coming in from all over the globe. And so this is the 29th Gene Key and the 29th shadow of half-heartedness. So here's the excerpt and I invite you to simply take this in. The secret to all commitment lies in the way in which you begin. It is the energy behind your actions that creates your future rather than the actions themselves. There is nothing that is worth doing in life unless it is done with absolute commitment. It doesn't matter whether you love it or hate it. If you attempt anything half-heartedly, you might as well not attempt it at all. Without commitment, action lacks power or direction. And above all, it lacks luck. This last comment may sound rather odd, but there exists a universal law that anything done with full commitment carries within it the seed of good fortune. Likewise, anything done without full commitment carries the seed of misfortune. All life is a continuum and every action you take leads you down a certain path. It must also be said that there is no morality behind this universal law of commitment. It simply represents an invitation for you to trust in life. So, this teaching, as it says right there in the end, in such a beautiful way, that this wholeheartedness, this feeling of wholeheartedness, and its opposite, this feeling of half heartedness, really invites us to trust in life, to trust in our gut, to trust in that muse coming through us and to trust that even when ideas are coming through, you're going to feel wholehearted or half-hearted. And the point here isn't to shame yourself when you feel half-hearted. I love that it brings in, it must also be said, that there's no morality behind this law of commitment. So whether you feel half-hearted or wholehearted is in some ways, not up for negotiation. It's not meant to be something that you challenge or that you work on being more wholehearted, right? Maybe you are half-hearted because this is not the path for you. And I love that invitation because the conundrum that lies underneath this Muse management is again, How do we choose? How do we choose which ideas are worthy of our time? How do we choose which ideas based on where they play to our strengths, where they invite us into our zone of genius, where they invite us into places that are expansive and fulfilling and inspiring, that light us up, that create luminosity for us? rather than places where we are meh, right, where we're half hearted, where we're neutral. Those are not the places of our genius. Those are not the places where our mastery is going to be deepened. Those are not the places of of deep meaning and fulfillment for us. So let's go through these five questions together. And I invite you to begin this process by bringing to mind one idea that you have that you are seriously considering stepping into this year. One idea, one idea that you are seriously considering partnering with. So when you've got your idea, Let's go through these five questions together and you are going to say yes or no to each of these five questions. Number one, am I deeply moved, deeply moved by this idea, willing to commit and devote myself to its completion? So let's break that down even into smaller bits. So am I deeply moved by this idea? That first part of the question really indicates the difference between pushing and being pulled. So when we are pushing, we have an agenda, right? We are forcing, we are trying to make something happen very different than the feeling of being pulled by the muse being pulled by this idea by this inspiration and I love that 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 idea of when we we have that phrase am I moved by it right what does that even mean it's such an interesting concept to break down linguistically so when I'm moved by something it feels like it's pulling me right there there is a gravity that is like the moon on the ocean like this idea is pulling me literally so am I deeply moved by this idea and then am I willing to commit and devote myself to its completion and this second part is so crucial because what I see in a lot of people in my community and in some of my clients is that they have no problem starting projects. They are great at starting new projects, new ideas, but the finishing is where they really struggle. They look back at the last year and they see this pile up of ideas and projects that they started and never completed. And I call this creative cobwebs. <laughs> this, this idea that when we have this pileup of, of incompleted projects, it creates mm, cobwebs, right? It creates this mess and this kind of dusty abyss of space in, in our mental space and in our psychic space and perhaps even in our physical space, right? This could be in our office, on our shelves, and of course, in our brain, So are you willing to really fully commit and devote to completing this idea? So that's question number one. Am I moved and am I willing to commit and devote myself to its completion? So hopefully you've got a yes or no on this. Number two, am I wholehearted in my commitment to this idea? What I want to say here is... Of course, you won't be surprised because we just explored that excerpt from the Gene Keys. If there is even a lick of half-heartedness, my friend, please let this idea be. Please let it go. (laughs) Let it go find somebody else, right? Liz Gilbert in Big Magic talks about ideas as these little muse fairies that are flying around tapping people on the shoulder and saying, hey, do you want to work with me? (laughs) And so... If you're a no, right, if you're even half of a no, if you're half-hearted, let it be. Question number three, does this idea require me to level up and work in an area of mastery and zone of genius? And if not, why bother, right? So this question really digs into our our expansion. And are we fully clear? Are we seeing how this idea is going to invite us into the next version of ourselves? How this idea is going to invite us into our higher selves into our wisest selves into our most creative, courageous selves? Is this idea going to level up my life experience? Is it going to level me up as a leader, as a creator, as a partner, as a parent, right? As whatever role you are you want to insert there. Is it going to require you to level up? Is it going to ask you to deepen into your mastery? And is it going to invite you to step into your zone of genius? If you haven't listened to my previous podcast episode, From Excellence to Genius, I dig in really deep on Gay Hendrix, The Big Leap. He's the one who coined this phrase, zone of genius. And that whole episode is about really exploring the difference between your zone of excellence and your zone of genius and how to really clarify and identify and then live in your zone of genius. So here we go. Number four, will this idea create prosperity and generate financial resources? Either probably or potentially. And this is absolutely not a mm, non negotiable for a yes or no, we will, we will give a little bit more context to these four questions. And I do think this question is really important to simply clarify in our assessment, is this idea a potential money generator? Is this idea potentially generating prosperity for me and creating more resources financially? Yes or no? And finally, number five, Will this idea bring me unspeakable satisfaction, joy, and expansion? (laughs) Now, I want to answer a question that I actually received from one of my students recently, who asked such a brilliant question. And I'm so grateful to have this extra layer to offer. So the question was, well, what if we're really excited about the idea, but when we really start thinking into the idea, we realize there are going to be steps along the way that don't generate unspeakable satisfaction, (laughs) they like make me less than excited. So an example might be, let's say you want to write a book. and. You are excited about the idea, the prospect, the whole process of the book, and where you really start to feel your life force energy drain is when you start thinking about the marketing of the book and the selling of the book, right? The actual distribution of the book, the final kind of, hmm, say this in air quotes, end step, because with a book, it's an interesting um, idea that there really is no end, right? This is a this is a, an evergreen product, it's something that will be out there. And this for me was such a great question because it brings up the invitation to really know ourselves in a deep way and to know that even when you are wholehearted, right? Even if you can say yes to all five of these questions it's very likely, if not fully guaranteed, that there will be aspects of this project or this idea that don't light you up, that don't put you in your zone of genius. And that's when we can become wise leaders and wise delegators. So this is where we're really called to hire somebody, a new member of our team, hire a marketing coach, right? Hire a leadership coach, hire a business coach, find an accountability partner, um, find a course, right? So delegating, hiring, finding, outsourcing. And it doesn't necessarily even need to be a paid uh, offering. It certainly could be. And I think the important thing here is, again, to know yourself and to know that there will be steps along the way where you need help, and that's okay. I would love to take a moment and invite you to check out my newly renovated Luminous Life Design Challenge. So this is a five-day course that I led as a live offering. And it is a fractal planning framework that brings you through a lens, again, of archetypal planning, of earth-based planning that really honors the cycles and rhythms of mother nature, of your animal body, of your tender creature that needs tending. And it steps away from the soul-sucking ambition, patriarchal lens of planning, and it steps into something that is more nourishing, that is soul-centered, that is heart-led. And so this fractal planning process begins with day one annual life design, then day two is seasonal and quarterly life design, day three monthly, day four weekly, and day five is daily. And then there is a bonus Q&A call that we recorded with a live group. So I want to invite you to head to my website and check it out. It received really great feedback and everyone who attended had really, really wonderful things to say about it. And if you are desiring a deepening into really taking this idea of muse management to the next phase and saying, okay, how do I... How do I manage all of my ideas on a bigger scale? And then how do I break that down? Even with this idea that we've been contemplating in today's episode, how do I integrate this? How do I take this to the next step? So if all of that feels juicy and inviting, my friend, please head to my website, brittagreenviolet.com forward slash challenge, and you'll find luminous life design challenge awaiting you. So now that we've answered all five questions, I want to really emphasize and reiterate that the takeaway here is that any idea that you say yes to needs to check at least four out of the five boxes. So you want to be able to say yes to four out of those five questions. If there's more than one no in that list of questions, then I really encourage you to let this idea go. And specifically, when I say four out of five, what I'm really talking about is question number four around prosperity and financial resources. Not every idea needs to be monetized, and that's why I say four out of five, and for me, Questions number one, two, three, and five all need to be yeses. They all need to be yeses in order to say yes to this idea wholeheartedly, fully, with devotion, moving toward its completion, giving it space on our precious, precious life design, right? So your your time is your most precious resource, right? It is a precious ally. And how are you going to spend it, right? So as you hold your ideas for the year to come, my love, I want to encourage you to think about the creative projects that you want to take on. The writings, the courses, the programs, the topics of study, the new instruments, whatever that is for you. How will you decide which of those ideas is a genuine match to your highest potential at this moment in time? It is my hope that these five questions give you a really beautiful and strong and clear jumping off point. The Song Today's song is one that I wrote and it came through a number of years ago, and it feels really relevant to today's exploration. The title of the song is Do Nothing. (laughs) And the idea here is that if we are not clear, right, if we're not wholehearted and clear-hearted, don't take action, right? It is far better to pause and wait for clarity and guidance than to move forward from a place that is unclear, half-assed, and half-hearted. And this, for me, brings me back into one of my favorite books that perhaps you've heard me speak about before, The Fourfold Way, from Angelus Arian. And in the chapter on the healer archetype, she talks about the four-chambered heart, which is full-hearted, open-hearted, clear-hearted, and strong-hearted. And she says, where we are not full-hearted, we approach people and situations half-heartedly. The experience of feeling like we should do something when we don't want to is the breeding ground for half-heartedness. Feeling half-hearted is an announcement of wrong placement, and it is time to remove ourselves from these situations boom, right? (laughs) And then here's what she has to say on clear heartedness, where we are not clear hearted, we are confused and carrying a doubting heart. This is where we need to wait. States of ambivalence and indifference are precursors to confusion and doubt. When we experience any of these states, we are reminded to wait for clarity, rather than to take action. So This song is really an anthem (laughs) that I sing to myself, and I invite you to sing for yourself in moments when you truly don't know what to do. You don't know which way to go. You aren't clear. You don't have a clear yes, and maybe you don't even have a clear no. But either way, the clarity is not there. And in those moments, beloved, please give yourself permission to say, I don't know. And then pause and pray and ask for guidance and wait for the omens to drop in. It reminds me there is that phrase out there of don't just sit there, do something, right? And who knows where this comes from? I feel like it's been in movies. It's it's been in a meme. Don't just sit there, do something and then one of my dear friends has a sticker of a meditating which shows like this meditating person in profile and the caption is don't just do something sit there (laughs) so my love i want to invite you to take a breath and take a pause and next time you feel unclear on whether this is a yes or a no, unclear on which way to go, drop into your heart. Give yourself full permission to wait and trust that when you are wholehearted and when you are clear-hearted again, and you will be, that is your moment to take awakened action. Sometimes I don't know
1: what to do. Sometimes I don't know what to do And in that moment, the best thing to do is just do Nothing, nothing, nothing Do nothing, nothing, nothing Sometimes I don't know what to do Sometimes I don't know what to do And in that moment, the best thing to do is just do Nothing, nothing nothing do nothing 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 sometimes i don't know what to do sometimes you don't know what to do and in that moment the best thing to do is just do nothing 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 do nothing 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 Sometimes you don't know what to do. Sometimes you don't know what to do, and in that moment, the best thing to do is just do nothing, nothing, nothing. Do nothing, nothing, nothing. Sometimes we don't know what to do. Sometimes we don't know what to do, and in that moment, the best thing to do. nothing do nothing 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 sometimes we don't know what to do sometimes we don't know what to do and in that moment the best thing to do is just do nothing 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 do nothing 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 do nothing, nothing 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 do
0: Nothing, nothing, nothing. Thank you, thank you, thank you for your presence, for your precious time and energy. You can find out more about me and my work at brittagreenviolet.com. Until next time. May your mythic adventure through life serve up nourishment, courage, curiosity, and awakening. This is the sage and the song, signing off.